Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in to join us for this episode of the Gen Z Today podcast, where every time we have an episode, we talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of Generation Z. And uh, this is exciting. We are in a new year. It is 2023. Who would have thought? I mean, honestly, this is cool that we are now in a new year. And uh, uh, as we are kicking off 2023, I am excited for uh, the episodes that are going to come this year and uh, the continued conversation we are going to have. This will be the third calendar year now that Gen Z Today uh, is happening in. Uh, It started in 2021 and uh, has continued all the way through 2022. And now we are getting into 2023. And I'm really expectant and praying that this will be a powerful year of the Lord working through this podcast and more. And uh, in order to kick off the new year, I have an amazing friend with me here in uh, the podcast studio today. And if you've listened to Gen Z today before, you maybe would remember him from one of our early episodes. We've had him on before. Early in 2021, uh, he was one of our first 10 episodes, actually, which was a really fun conversation. And uh, I'm excited to have him here. He is uh, an amazing young leader for Jesus with one of the biggest hearts and passions that I know uh, of just seeking after the Father and the Father's heart and uh, uh, and seeking God. And uh, he's been an inspiration to me, even though he's younger than me, I uh, have been really encouraged uh, just by uh, the faithfulness that uh, the Lord has worked in his life. And without further ado, welcome back to the podcast straight from Oklahoma, Mr. Luke Dixon. How are you, Luke? Hey, Jordan. Doing good. We're on our uh, eight-hour layover right now. Me and my roommate are making our way to Albania, of all places, and we have this little eight-hour window where we get to come and visit you here in a skyscraper in Chicago filming a podcast. So it's quite a different uh, pace of life than I'm used to in Oklahoma, needless to say, with my horse I take to uh, work every day. But yeah, I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah, yeah. From from riding a horse to work to uh, coming into the <laughs> city where I normally take the train in and my e-scooter because I am a cosmopolitan uh, <laughs> Gen Z workforce person. Yeah, you're the staple child for Gen Z with your electric scooter and your Instagram stories. Yeah. And I, mean, I respect your health decision, but you you are a vegetarian too. I am a vegetarian. And uh, yes, I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I'm vegetarian. It's not because of ethical reasons. I just don't like eating meat. It doesn't... I got sick of it many years ago and stopped eating it, but... Um, but yeah, it is uh, really fun to have you on here, Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke, you are 
an absolutely hilarious guy. And uh, we, on the last episode uh, that I had you on, we shared this story. But since this might be the first episode some uh, of us listened to, we have to share a couple of our greatest hits stories here. <laughs> so I first met you when you were 15 years old. How old are you now? I'm 19. 19. Man, how time flies. Well, I met you when you were 15. Mm. Some scrawny kid in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, who uh, had a uh, was given the opportunity to share the gospel at How to Life in Edmond. Mm. And you did an amazing job just sharing the gospel, sharing about Jesus and how people could follow him and come into a relationship with him and, and, and salvation that night. And there were kids who came to faith, which was super encouraging to see lives that were changed and just a lot of powerful uh, ministry that took place at that event. And then in the years to come as well with Edmund team uh, there in Oklahoma and Oklahoma city area, which is really, really cool. And, uh, uh, but we've gotten to know each other a few times. You came to Atlanta uh, back when I was living there in 2019. We did some filming videos that you were involved with there that are so amazing still. Uh, and then in 2020, you came here to Chicago for a time we were having. Before that, you'd come to a leadership retreat in New Jersey. And this was all before the pandemic started in 2020, which was really fun. And my memory from that New Jersey retreat in 2020 is that you were you shared a message on the stage? You're 16 at this point, and you spoke and you shared your story, or you shared a powerful uh, message that was really challenging and encouraging. Everyone was like, "That was amazing! What an anointing on this kid!" And just like all oh, this is cool, awesome, encouraging stuff. And I proceed to see you afterward. What were you doing? Well, I was trying to convince our friend Joel from England to lick um, a nine volt battery so we could feel the buzz, and I told him it would tickle him. Um, so <laughs> I was instigating that for a few minutes, I think probably five minutes after I finished preaching. So he went immediately from preaching to trying to get our British friend to lick a <laughs> nine volt battery. So if that tells you anything about Luke, it just shows you the fancy word here, juxtaposition of uh, how in Luke's life you have one of the most genuine, like serious people I know. And then also one of the most goofy people that I might know. And I love that. Often people mm. that have that mix are pretty cool. And that's why we mm. always have fun when we hang out, Luke. Thanks, Jay Whitty. You're a pretty goofy guy, too. I've seen you run a time or two down a house or a public park in your George Whitfield robe and wig and nobody understands the historical refer references or historical significance of the things you're quoting but it's just absolutely hilarious and that's why i do it yeah i remember in minneapolis we had a a minute countdown something like that yes um for a time machine an invisible time machine um after which you hop out from backstage wearing your robe and gown and skirt and benjamin franklin type shoes and your white wig and I think you delivered an entirely serious message pertaining missions. I can't remember yep. uh, reaching Gen Z in your robe and wig. Yes. So as far as the juxtaposition of spirituality <laughs> and goofiness, I think you take the cake. Well, thank you, Luke. <laughs> it is an honor. And uh, game recognizes game. Game know? recognizes so, game. So Luke, I appreciate you and your encouragement. You're always an encouragement to have around mm. and, uh, 
I appreciate the fact that I think oh. at first you didn't get me and I didn't get you. As I told you earlier, I <laughs> said the first time I met you, I didn't think you were that cool. <laughs> okay. Thank and, you. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> I got to actually know you mm. and I'm like, this kid is super cool. And mm. I think you kind of reciprocated. Like, ah, he's all mm. right. And then we like became like yeah. friends to this. It was like, whoa, that's so mm. cool. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I misread you at first. I didn't realize that you were cool. Or maybe you genuinely weren't cool and then you genuinely became cool. <laughs> One of those two, either way, God mm. is good. And it's really amazing to see. <laughs> so, but yeah, we had other stories at that Minneapolis retreat in 2021. You helped me. Uh, what did we do uh, at the store? We went to Walmart and uh, what did we buy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so anytime you're going to have someone in the young 20s uh, and a teenager plan, you know, a nationwide retreat. All the uh, logistical work is going to be done the evening before. Oh, yes. And so we realized that we had 40 something. What? Fit, how many were we prepping for? We basically went to Walmart and bought bedding. So sleeping bags and pillows, towels, towels, pillowcases for 40 people. 40, yeah. And we got it all to fit in my car. And your Honda. Um, yeah, my Toyota Camry. Toyota. Fit. Which has been kicking since before I was born. Pretty much. Managed all of it somehow. Um, we didn't have a rear view. No, no. Like, we didn't have a rear view of anything. No, we no. We could view nothing in the rear. No. Um, but we made it work, the two of we us. We made it work. Um, with uh, a great deal, many of looks from uh, ongoers and passerbyers as we drove by in our pillow car really at least i was self-conscious of the looks we would be getting from the pillows overflowing from ah okay every seam of the car yes yeah yeah i mean in a walmart parking lot anything goes <laughs> i think as car stuffed with pillows it's the least of their worries but yeah. you know yeah although maybe it would have made us safer in the event of a wreck yeah yeah or maybe it would have caused the wreck well yeah but after the case, it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful when, you know, my concussion is reduced to a mild, you know, pillow fight. Ah, uh -huh. well, Luke, this is getting a bit too philosophical for Gen <laughs> Z today. Uh, but I, uh, if you want to hear that another time, uh, maybe Luke and I can start a spinoff podcast where we just talk about how many pillows can fit in a Toyota Camry and why you too can fit pillows in your car. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of an old fable about a farmer and a duck. It takes five minutes to tell. We don't have five minutes, Luke. <laughs> We're running out of time already. No, I'm kidding. Um, wait, what's the fable? Oh, I was making a philosophical joke just about oh. some random nonsense that you can spend hours and hours talking about. Oh, getting okay. Older. Okay. Anyways, well, Luke, you and I have some good memories together <laughs> over time, which is really fun. And... Uh, encouraging and, and amazing just to see how the Lord has been at work. And uh, uh, perhaps my greatest memories of you, though, are uh, even beyond licking batteries, and those those are high up there, but um, the what's even beyond are just the moments where you just share your heart, you share your passion, and, uh, and you point people to uh, the importance and significance of, uh, of living for God, living for Christ and uh, truly seeking after him and trying to have a deeply intimate relationship with God, which is inspiring and uh, has always been so inspiring to see. And uh, my hope is for you as the listener, you might, if you take away anything from today's conversation, it'd be that you 
We make a big deal about how big our God is because he really is that good. And, uh, uh, well, Luke, I want to jump into kind of today's topic. And uh, uh, every time we have an episode on here, we have a different topic. And today's topic is called listening, our great tool. And uh, listening truly is a wonderful tool for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, Luke, this is something that's been on your heart a lot lately, I know. Can you share with us a little bit, just some of your heart on listening and how it truly is a great uh, and ultimately uh, amazingly powerful tool? Yeah. I'm reminded on the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. And so even right now, as you're sharing, not only do I want to try to give you my best listening ear and hear you as a brother, but I'm opening up my ear to the Holy Spirit and I'm constantly asking, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You know, we went out and we got lunch before this and with our waiter, with the person who showed us to our table, with the people in the airport, with the people sitting next to us in the airport. The question I'm constantly asking is, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? And as I have been in the faith now um, for five years, I'm growing to learn that listening is one of the most important tools God has given us, not only for ministry, um, but I also think for our personal intimate walk with Christ. Mm. Um, And I think maybe we should start first with why it's relevant to our walk with Christ and intimacy and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want to read a passage. It's out of Ecclesiastes 5. Mm. And it's starting in verse 1. It says, Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools. For they do not know they are doing evil. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. And then a few verses later, it says, For in many dreams and in many words, there is emptiness. This is in verse 7. Rather fear God. And so we see here in Ecclesiastes 5, and it hit me just this week, that there's this contrast of a listening person approaching God and a fool approaching God. Mm. And what marks a fool as a fool is that he's impulsive to speak in the presence of God. He comes with his dreams, with a lot of words, not well thought through. And in verse 7, we see the root of him talking so much being hasty in speech is the fool doesn't fear God. Mm. And when you recognize the greatness, it says there, I believe in um, verse two, God's in heaven, you're on earth. Mm. When that hits you, that God spoke and the universe was formed out of those words. Like this, this is a God who in an instant um, can bind up all the constellations. You know, he's speaking to Job and rebuking Mm. him. And he's like, have you ever strung the cords of Orion, Orion's belt? Like, Mm. uh, I mean, Psalm 8 says that the stars 
were formed with his fingers. And it, it, it isn't just purely, um, what's the word? Representative, illustrative language here. God, I mean, this is a God who's actually this big and this great, who can, with a word, as Psalm 33 says, he can create the earth with a word. And now when we put things in perspective, when we look at the Revelation 4 throne of God, that Jesus is really sitting there with eyes like fire. His face is shining like the sun. His hair is white like wool. His feet are like bronze. And hey, not to mention he died for us, right? Like we should have been in hell. And this man stepped in and bore the full entire wrath of God on our behalf, right? So we're entirely indebted to him, not to mention he's great. We come into, into his presence. Okay. So this isn't just some, you know, another human or, you know, just a king or just this or that. I mean, this is God we're talking about. Hmm. And that's why in verse two, it says he's in heaven. You're not. And so now we come into his presence and it, it should strike fear. Hmm. And I just think about if you had the opportunity to meet with a king, a king invites you to his palace to speak with you. You're not going to ramble on about things that come to your mind in the moment or speak without thought or weighing it. You're going to be thoughtful about what you say in his presence. And I think what Ecclesiastes 5 is trying to get us to is a place of coming to God to listen rather than to talk so much. Because mm. in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, Jesus says the Father already knows everything you need. Mm. So pray in this way. He gives us a model of prayer. Father, your will, your kingdom come, your will be done. So it's, it's not like the Father doesn't know our needs. Um, if anything, he, he can see our needs in a way we can't. However, he has every answer we need. And I think that's not only why he gives us a model for prayer, but he, he gives us um, this great emphasis on listening. So I think that can really be highlighted um, in Ecclesiastes 5. John 10 talks about my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Mm. And others stray because they don't know his voice. And I, I think maybe what can be hard with my generation and questioning what is God calling them to do or how can I stay firm in my faith in the midst of, you know, worldwide, global, you know, upheaval and chaos and persecution breaking. Like, how can I know what God wants me to do? in the midst of these modern giants. Mm. And I think it's by having a listening ear and knowing the father's voice. Mm. And so John 10 says, my sheep know my voice. It's not a suggestion. It's a declaration of your identity. Hey, you're his sheep. You, you belong to his flock. Okay, so you're being shepherded and pastored by him. So it's quite likely um, you have felt pressure 
wondering what direction your life is supposed to go. And I just want to speak the promise of God over you. I'll go ahead and pull it up so I don't misquote it out of John 10. I think it's verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You see, that's a promise of God. It's not a suggestion. You are his sheep if you're in the body of Christ and you know his voice. So now you can rest assured, you know, what do I do? You know, what does this next year look like for me? Do I go to school? Do I not go to school? Do I take this job? Do I not take this job? Do I reach out to this person? Do I not? Do I pursue this relationship? Do I not? Well, now we know we have the voice of God, which we can really only access when we listen. And we're so busy filling our mind with content, social media, television, school, business, extracurriculars, that a time for us to really get quiet and listen to God and hear what he wants us to do, that's rare. And to see a 16, 17, you know, 14-year-old practicing this, I mean, that's nearly unheard of in our generation. So it's no wonder we have so many confused kids, confused Christians even, wondering what to do with their lives because we're not listening. And I don't know how we are in time, but I want to make one more quick point. We have the word of God and God primarily speaks through his word, Genesis to Revelation. Hmm. He gave us everything we need to know on how to live a pleasing Christian life, you know. So I've, I've heard it be described like this. The Bible tells us exactly how to live a godly marriage, but the Bible doesn't tell us by name, who to marry, right? Mm-hmm. Do I marry this girl, this girl, this girl, right? That's when we have to lean on the personal guidance of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, in John, First John, it says that you have the anointing and the anointing will teach you all things. Mm. And in John 14, Jesus says, it's better for me to go because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. He won't speak on his behalf. He'll only say what I say and he'll teach you all things, right? So we have this living act of the living act of word of God in us, Right. And it's not new revelation. I'm not saying he gives us new Bible. Nothing's new, but he gives us the specific direction and application of God's word in our life. Hmm. So by hearing the voice of God, by being a sheep, we get to apply the Bible directly into our life. You know, you're called to be in missions, but maybe you don't know where or what context to do Hmm. missions. Well, that's why listening means everything. Hmm. By taking, so this morning we had our flight from Oklahoma City, Chicago, and I woke up before I picked up my phone, before I put on my shirt, before I brushed my teeth, sat up in bed for about 10 minutes. I closed my eyes and I listened to God. What are you saying today? And you know, this morning he just reminded me how I'm his son and he's my father and he's proud of me. He spoke to me certain scriptures Mm. And reminded me of my identity in Christ, that he's well pleased with me, that Jesus loves me the same way the Father loves him. Mm. Speaking to me out of John 15, verse 9. And it's exactly what I needed to hear before going on a big mission trip for a month like we're on right now. Mm. But it was because I carved out that time to listen. Mm. So I think really the big thing I want to do, and you know, there's some application also with church relationships and listening to people. And I think. First Corinthians 14 has some good stuff to say, but primarily I think that's, that's what I'd like to say. Wow. Wow. 
Well, Luke, that's amazing stuff there. And I think so much wisdom in this realm of the importance of listening and uh, really trying to listen to 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 God and what is he speaking, what is he saying, and in recognizing that we have the Holy Spirit with us in our lives. And if, if we are a believer, if you are a follower of Christ, that means that you have the Holy Spirit in your life. God's Spirit, God himself dwells within you, which is really amazing and incredible to think about, to know that we are not just doing this on our own, but God dwells within us, and uh, and uh, we need to learn how to discern the Holy Spirit's voice, to listen to God's Spirit, and to seek to 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 follow what the Lord is saying, and uh, uh, and through through His Spirit and all that. And often it's just a quiet, steady uh, voice, uh, uh, which is uh, really, really. Uh, just something we need to be listening, someone who we need to be listening to very, very uh, intently to know what it is that God uh, is going to be doing. And uh, so I'm excited and encouraged by this, Luke, just mm-hmm. I hope for everybody who's listening to be just continuing to learn how to listen. And I, I like that as how listening really is a great tool, our great tool and a huge weapon that we have uh, which nobody thinks of listening as a mm-hmm. tool and a weapon. We think, oh, listening is what you have to do mm-hmm. when you're not talking sometimes exactly. is the very, that's what the extroverted American maybe <laughs> would uh, right. would say would be, I like to talk. And uh, yeah, but listening is, uh, yeah, as it says in, in the book of James, be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, I think. That's incredible wisdom for us to lean into. And well, Luke, we are uh, running out of time here. We've got just a couple minutes left. But as we finish up, could you just give a final challenge to the person who's listening to this mm-hmm. podcast uh, about how they can best listen yeah. for God in their life? Yeah. So I just want to give you an encouragement because here I am. Um, pleading with you to listen more, to carve out time even to listen in your quiet time to just be quiet and listen. I realize that can be hard because we have trauma and hurts and pains and wounds. And sometimes when we get quiet, these things get brought back to mind. Um, And for some people, it's hard to listen because when they do, they feel like they don't hear anything. Or maybe they felt like they heard something from God and it ended up not being God or being false or something. And it can be hard to discern God's voice. It's almost like a feather coming down and resting on our skin. It's very light. Um, and sometimes it, it takes a very sharpened ear to discern to discern, uh, discern the voice of God. I want to encourage you out of 1 Kings. I think it's 1 Kings. Um, when a, God tells Elijah he's going to speak to him. And he goes up in a cave and he waits for the voice of God um, to appear. And it says there was a great fire, but the voice of God was not in the fire. There was a great wind. It wasn't in the wind. There was a great earthquake. Uh, and it wasn't in the earthquake. And it says, but then there was a gentle breeze. And the voice of God was in the breeze. And it spoke to Elijah. And he said, I have 7,000 reserved for you. you don't even, you're not the only one. And it's so strange because I think a lot of us are looking for this big explosive sign from heaven 
where fire falls or an earthquake shakes or violent storms come past. And God speaks to us audibly exactly what his will is for us. You know, he doesn't do that. He speaks in a gentle whisper and it requires you to shut out all the other voices and distractions and wait for it. Oftentimes it's the first thing that pops in your head. Um, you know, if, if it's a life decision you have, um, and oftentimes a way to figure out if it's God who spoke to you or not is if you're obsessing over, was this God or was this not? You know, if a month after you feel like God told you something, you're still going, was this God, was it not, was it God, was it not? It often is. And you can always, and you have to always test it with the word of God. As, um, you know, First Corinthians 14 talks about one person, you know, hear from God and the others discern away what's being said. And first Thessalonians 5 says that we test prophetic words. Um, but my encouragement to you is God's voice is quiet. And sometimes it sounds like a gentle whisper and that's okay. You know, he doesn't speak to any less. You just have to train your ear to hear him. Um, and then I think it's out of Matthew 10, 27. It says, Jesus says to his disciples, what I, what I say to you in private, um, shout from the rooftops. And so when you do believe that God has spoken to you, even though it might've been a rather quiet whisper, I believe you can be bold with those things. So if you believe God has called you to your school to bring the gospel to that school, even though it might've just been a slight impression from him to do that thing or pursue that ministry or that Bible study or whatever he may be leading you to do, I believe you have if it was indeed from the Lord and he confirmed that to you through his spirit, through his word, the permission to be bold with it. You know, I'm going with my best friend. We're leaving now today to Albania to do missions. And I never heard a big booming voice. I just had this subtle impression, both of us in our hearts. And we had certain doors that open up and it almost seems too good to be true. Like after so many doors are opening up, it can't be a coincidence. Mm, yeah. We're being bold with it. Wow. So that's my encouragement to you. Is his voice often is like a gentle whisper, but you have to get quiet and shut out the distractions to hear it. Wow. Wow. That's so good, Luke. I, I so agree in that some, sometimes it's just that sacred echo in your life about, huh, like this really seems like God is speaking something here and I got to take something away here from this and and yeah, it's 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 encouraging and really cool to see and something I think all of us need to figure out and, and will more and more over time, which is amazing. And Luke, we are out of time, but can you pray to close us out and just pray for the person uh, that's listening to this podcast mm -hmm. uh, that God would give them wisdom as they seek to discern and uh, listen to his voice? Yeah. So I do, I pray for the person listening right now and I just pray against any attack of the enemy to confuse you. I speak out of 1 Corinthians 14 that God is not the author of confusion. So I just say any confusing thoughts where the enemy is trying to distort the voice of God um, or God's word, I pray against that in Jesus' name. I pray for the clarity of the Holy Spirit over um, you listening. And God, I ask uh, that you would affirm the truth and the promise over them that they are your sheep if they are a born again believer and they hear your voice, they know their father's voice and they could be led. And Lord, I do. I ask that they would hear the kindness of the Lord Jesus, that he speaks kind words 
And even when he disciplines his children, it's because he delights in them. So whatever you might be saying to us, I pray you would give us the ear to hear. And I I pray that you would overwhelm us with your delight and your pleasure in us as your children. And I do ask anyone who's listening who maybe is unsure about their walk with Christ or who wouldn't say they have a relationship with you, I ask right now that they'd be able to hear um, the welcoming of Jesus Christ to salvation, to turn from their sins and to believe in God and to be filled with his Holy Spirit and be born again to everlasting life. Lord, I pray that you would extend that invitation now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Luke, this has been wonderful having you back on Gen Z today. I always love when we can have these conversations and and uh, from the silly to the serious, it's awesome getting to know you, Luke, and, and hearing your heart. And uh, and yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and uh, And for those of you listening, I hope this has been encouraging for you. And uh, uh, Luke, if someone I know, do do you have any social media anymore? I do. Yes. How do how do people follow you? I'm or on keep up you version at Luke Dixon. I usually highlight in the New American Standard Bible. But anyway, shoot me a friend request on you version. I'd love to comment on your Bible verses. Wow, that's the first time someone has plugged that. No, I, it's my personal conviction not to be on social media right now. So I'm on you version for real. So go, <laughs> hit me up in you version, Luke Dixon. There you go. Follow Luke Dixon on the Uversion Bible app. He is a Uversion influencer, guys. You heard it here. And uh, am I your Uversion friend? I no, feel like I, actually I probably don't use Uversion am. that often. I'm, I'm on my paper Bible most of the time. It was mainly a joke. I'm not on social media. You can't really find no. me right now. You can pray for me. Well, I was getting excited, Luke. <laughs> I'll befriend you, Jordan. If you send me a request, I'm going to play hard to get, though. Oh, oh man. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, hopefully you'll meet Luke someday. He's an amazing guy. So, but uh, if you're listening to this, I hope you tune into more episodes of Gen Z today. We've got some incredible episodes uh, that have been taking place now over the course of uh, the last uh, going on uh, almost two full years now of Gen Z today, which is amazing uh, with episodes uh, that have been taking place. So I I'm hoping that you will uh, tune into more of these conversations and uh, uh, I hope this was encouraging to you. If you don't uh, follow uh, How to Life Movement or Gen Z Today podcast or myself, Jordan Whitmer on Instagram, would love to invite you to be in touch with all three of those pages as we're uh, continuing to uh, facilitate conversations about what it means to live and lead for Jesus in this generation. And uh, as we're getting into 2023, we are entering a huge season of these How to Life movement events that are happening. Uh, that's the ministry that I lead uh, with events happening all over the world, possibly on five continents this spring. Uh, so we're praying that God will move. And uh, and if you're from anywhere in the world and you want to maybe get involved and do something to reach your community or area for Christ, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to have you either get involved with an existing How to Life team or maybe plan something in your community and you can find us at, at How to Life Movement on Instagram with that or, or the website, howtolifemovement.com. But uh, I hope you can tune into more episodes. Yeah, we have so much more to come in 2023. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. Gen Z Today.